Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I'm glad you chose to join with us today. In this episode, we'll examine God's plan for the future, and this will be our final installment in our series of Fundamental Doctrines of Christianity. During his earthly ministry, the Lord taught his disciples that he would die, rise from the dead, send back to heaven, and then come again. A review of the New Testament would show us that early church believers expected Christ to return in their lifetime. For hundreds and hundreds of years, there was no attempt by Christian leaders and teachers to determine the order of events for the Savior's return. The study of end times, eschatology, has suffered from neglect by some and abuse by many. Some individuals are afraid to study out the subject. Then there are those who are consistently trying to connect everyday events to Scripture. We need biblical balance. Among evangelical Christianity today, there are three basic views regarding the future. Premillennialism, all-millennialism, and post-millennialism. Premillennialists believe there will be a literal millennium, a thousand-year reign of peace on earth. Christ will return with his saints and establish his kingdom, which is promised in the Old Testament. That is the position that I take, and that is the position that Legacy Baptist Church preaches and teaches. All millennialists do not believe in a future earthly kingdom. They believe eternity begins at Christ's second coming, according to their view. Post-millennialists also reject a future thousand-year reign of peace on earth. They believe that uh, there will be, before Christ's return, the church will succeed in evangelizing society. When Christ returns, Christian influence will prevail and his coming will usher in eternity. Early church fathers held to a pre-millennial position. It was not until the third century that all millennialist teaching appeared for the first time. The first teachings of post-millennialism by Jacom Flores occurred in the 12th century. Jacom was a Roman Catholic writer. Uh, modern post-millennialism has changed a little bit from the beginning and now they urge that, that the church, like Israel of old, has a solemn responsibility to pressure civil authorities to conform to God's laws. Christ came the first time. There's no doubt about that. And let there be no doubt that he will return in the future. Christ himself, uh, in Acts chapter 1, ascended to heaven, and the angels tell the disciples that he will return, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, so so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In his upper room discourse, he brought comfort to the disciples that he would come again. I will come again and receive you unto myself. In the future, there will be judgment. All men, as well as Satan and his host, will stand before God and be judged. Now God does judge sin right now as well. The Word of God clearly teaches that judgment of sin on earth, though, is not final. All lost will one day stand before God in judgment. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Christians will give account of their life as well. 1 Corinthians 3.13 Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he have built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet 
so as by fire. This verse is telling we are not judged, Christians are not judged for our, by our sins, rather our works are tried. This is known as the Bema Seat of Christ. The final judgment of the devil and his demons is everlasting fire of hell. Matthew twenty five forty one. Then shall he say also unto them, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For the believer, the future is amazing. Jesus said he's going to prepare a place for you. John 14, 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven, by this verse alone, is not a state of mind or a mystical thought. It's a real place. Having gates, we see that referenced in other portions of scripture, streets of gold. We know there will be mansions there. We just read that. Eternal life is a marvelous reality for the righteous. And just as heaven is a real place, hell is a real place. It's not a condition or a state of mind. It's a place of torment, pain for eternity, totally separated from God place of gnashing of teeth, weeping and despair. Matthew 8 12, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth the fire of hell is never quenched where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched so before the millennial reign can occur, the rapture needs to happen and then the tribulation must occur the tribulation will last seven years during these seven years, the Almighty God will pour out his righteous wrath on this world. The last three and a half years, referred to as the desolation of abomination and Jacob's trouble, will be even more horrific than the first half. This world will experience divine judgment like it has never witnessed before. A, de a debate has arisen. Uh, will the church be here during the tribulation? Matthew twenty four twenty one answers that. For then shall be a great tribulation, such as uh, not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor shall it ever be. The reality is, pre-tribulationists find God's plan for the church and for Israel. Uh, they also see the difference between Christ's coming for the church and his coming with the rapture. The coming for the church is the rapture, and the church is the second coming. It comes to the church and when it returns with the church, the second coming. The scriptures present an order of events concerning the future about the rapture. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 14 to 18. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the trump of the archangel, and with trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall raise, rise first. And then which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so ever be with the Lord. Then at the moment that the tribulation takes place, which I just read, or the Rapture just takes, then the tribulation takes place. And that is found in Revelation chapter 6 to chapter 16. I'm obviously not going to read all those verses for you. 
the believers are raptured before that takes place. The rapture takes place, tribulation takes place. Then in heaven, some things take place. In heaven, that Bema Seed, I just read for that uh, in 1 Corinthians, okay, that, that takes place. And then the marriage supper of the land uh, occurs. After those seven years, at the end, well, what marks the end is the Battle of Armageddon. That's the Once that battle is complete, the tribulation is done. Christ returns with the believers in heaven to earth, Revelation 19, verses 11 to 16. And when the Lord returns, Israel will be regathered and judged. You find that in Matthew 24 and 25. The Gentile nations will be judged as well. Then the millennial reign begins. At the end of the tribulation, so after the battle of Armageddon, Satan is bound and cast into the bottomless pit. At the end of the thousand years, he'll be loosed for a season. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 and 7. He will attempt a final revolt against God, and he will be defeated and cast into the lake of fire. And shall go out to deceive the nations which shall, are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to fight, to gather them together to battle, and the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up the breadth of the earth, encompassed the camp of saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then the great white throne judgment takes place. At this judgment, the unsaved of all ages appear and are judged and cast into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20. Then the creation of a new heaven and a new earth takes place in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. And then eternity, Revelation 22. The certainty of Christ's return and judgment should have an effect on our lives today as believers. As a Christian, we have a sure hope. Death does not end at all. It's not over just at death. There's a day of accounting for the Christian. There's a day of reckoning coming for the lost individual. There's no second chance after death like many Eastern religions promote and teach. As Christians, we need to be busy laboring for the Master as we don't know when he might call us home. And this is not the time to be idle, but this is the time to be seizing each opportunity he provides and actively serving our Lord. He truly is an amazing Savior. Thank you for listening in today, and I hope this series, the Survey of Foundational Christianity, Biblical Truths, have been a help. Have a great day, and until next time, keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.